But I think it's so funny that he's just like, well, that's weird because we found a bunch of things. And Bellamy's like, listen, we are kids. We are not good at looking for things. And there was no mom for us to ask to help find it for us. <laughs> bro, I you were high that day, bro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like yeah. He had taken poisoned pine nuts and got high. Yeah. I don't think you were going to find them. Hello and welcome to Our The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere, and our fun fact for this episode is, have you ever had surgery? And if yes, what surgery was it? Um, the only surgery that I've ever had was my wisdom teeth removal surgery. Oh. That's it. And yeah, I'm very lucky. I've never gone to the hospital like for myself. Yeah. Knock on wood still to this day. <laughs> I have not had to go to the hospital, which is great. And yeah, uh, as Raven does this episode, I simply could never do that awake <laughs> and without any anesthesia. Even if I couldn't feel it, I still wouldn't want to do it awake because they're all up in your face. Like, ugh. Don't touch me. Terrifying. And my name is Samantha Coley. I am a 30-year-old news editor at Collider. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. Um, I don't think I've ever had, like, surgery in the way that I think about surgery Mm. being a thing. Like, I've never been, like, cut open or anything. I've never broken a bone. But... You saying uh, that you had your wisdom teeth taken out. I have had two root canals, which I don't think Mm. quite hit surgery, but I did have my whole face numbed for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I would call that surgery either. I'm calling my wisdom teeth one surgery because I was fully anesthetized. Like I was out and I woke up after it, you know? Yeah, that's definitely, that would, that would definitely count. Yeah. I have been to the hospital for myself Mm -hmm. before when I was a kid um, because Mm -hmm. I had pneumonia though. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I bet that was really scary (laughs) as a kid. It was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. So today we have words to say about episode 202 of The 100, Inclement Weather. This episode will contain spoilers for all seven seasons of The 100, especially for this one part where I make a joke about the seventh season. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) We do our notes ahead of time, and I try to make it just sound like I'm thinking of it off the top of my head. So the title is basically inclement weather means it's bad, severe, or stormy weather. So it's kind of a pun, honestly, because they're having a bad, rough time at Mount Weather. It's funny. I see. I see what you did there. It's funny. <laughs> so this episode is actually, like, quite iconic. There's a few things where it's, like, very first ever, which is really cool. But we did have some thoughts from listeners that I wanted to bring up really quick before then. This worked out perfectly because we got these two thoughts from listeners, like, within the past three days of us recording this and I was like oh sweet thank goodness we didn't record this early because then we would have missed these so all right let me grab those thanks y'all yeah okay so uh this one's from AJ and this was posted to our discord um which by the way you can get access to at the two dollar level of our patreon (laughs) and AJ said so I'm rewatching the hundred because I hate myself apparently (laughs) I understand And I'm on 201 and just got to the part where Octavia saw the monster and remembered y'all talking about it on the pod if it was supposed to be a reaper. And I'm sure they didn't think about this far in advance, but I think it would make more sense if it was a Frickdrana. Still not cool that they compared them to a monster, but I guess we can write that off as Octavia losing it. I could see that. Yeah, I definitely agree that it makes more sense, but I don't think they ever actually like said that or made that clear. But yeah, yeah, you're completely right. That does make more sense and like would honestly tie things together better because Jaha does land in the desert, like in this episode yeah. uh, that we're recording out now. And if, so like shortly after that, he's going to meet... 
Finn Wolfhard in the desert. Like, we're going to meet Amori. Yeah. And we're going to meet Amori this season. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Honestly, that does make sense. It doesn't, like... I don't think it's off the table that they didn't think about it ahead of time. Like, that, that the, this person could be a Frick Draena. It's just that, like, that's, it's never really brought up again. Because we never see that person again. It's one of those things where the 100 has a lot of really good ideas and then never executes um, anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. Okay. Well, this uh, then we also got an email from Katie, who is a occasional um, writer into this podcast regarding um, mostly medical things, which we really appreciate. Thank you for your service. And yeah, so this is uh, regarding the finale of last season, aka season three, as well as the, our first episode of season two that we've already covered. A blood transfusion is when someone receives blood. It just goes in, nothing comes out. Dialysis, specifically hemodialysis, is when blood is removed from someone, cleaned in a machine, and returned turned to the person oh we talked we talked about um how this sort of happened on the on riverdale um i guess on that podcast so she said i've only listened to the riverdale podcast so i can't exactly say what was going on with veronica but it sounds like it was more like dialysis it was (laughs) you're right that's that's what happened with veronica (laughs) what was happening in season three episode 16 was more similar to dialysis clark's blood was going through a filter and into ontari and ontari's blood was going through another filter and then back into clark creating a circuit of blood i'm not going to think too hard about how this wouldn't actually work and how the blood types are probably not compatible and how Clark's body would most likely reject Antari's blood or how with Antari not breathing the blood is not oxygenated or how Clark could have suffered an air embolism when Antari's blood stopped flowing through the tube and just air was possibly being pumped into her circulatory system but we're just not gonna go there (laughs) oh no Regarding Jaha and his lack of oxygen on the arc, the word Sam might have been thinking of as anoxia, which means the brain is getting no oxygen and is very damaging and often fatal depending on how long it goes on. Hypoxia means low levels of oxygen in the brain. This can come in varying degrees and can certainly cause brain damage. Overall, the lack of sufficient oxygen in the brain can certainly cause hallucinations. Also, when a person is near death, they sometimes are visited by people or animals who have passed on and are usually a comfort to the dying person. This is thought of as the person's brain preparing itself for death. But I don't think Jaha was at this point, as we're talking mere hours away from death when something like that happens. I do think the lack of oxygen was really messing with Jaha, coupled with his strong will to live, caused his mind to formulate a way to get him to survive. And that came in the form of Wells, which will obviously happen this episode. As much as I dislike Jaha, I think this was actually some good writing for the character. One of the two times I actually liked Jaha, the other when he sympathizes with Clark in season four, when she's struggling making the list of people who should survive. I'm super stoked about your coverage of season two, which is probably my favorite season. Thanks for sticking with it, Katie. Katie, thank you as always for your incredible insights that I simply would not have. Um, You are truly important to this podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm also very excited to talk about season two. (laughs) And honestly, thank you um, for explaining the whole brain blood oxygen thing, um, Mm -hmm. because that is definitely exactly what I was thinking of and I'm glad to know that it's like at least this part is fairly uh accurate in reality I guess Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right well let's get started um yeah as for like a quick tiny baby summary before we get started on the episode the Jaha storyline Jaha sees a baby and tries to (laughs) to um, get himself down to earth and he somehow does seeing also seeing Wells. Uh, the Linktavia storyline, uh, Octavia takes Nyko hostage to try and get Lincoln back, but then Lincoln is stolen um, by the Reapers. In the uh, Camp Jaha storyline, Raven is getting her surgery in which she fully just feels the whole thing and she ends up not being able to feel like half of her leg and Finn breaks Bellamy out to go and try and save the kids. 
woods. As for Mount Weather, Clark sees a gunshot wound in one of the men coming back in Mount Weather, assumes that her people are still out there, um, and then they gaslight her into thinking that it's an arrow. Oh, and then at the end, she figures out that they're bloodletting <laughs> grounders. <laughs> Whoopsies! This episode is the very first ever appearance of Nyko. Um, This episode is also the very first appearance of Indra. Oh, insane. Iconic. Crazy. A legend. And also the first ever appearance of Miller as a person who matters at all. <laughs> like beyond ate some ate some high beans once. Beyond man who has a beanie. Yeah. Now has a beard. Now has a first name. Now has a father. Wow. All these things in which Miller became- Leveled up, really. A real person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it also said on, I believe, the wiki, this is the first episode to have official opening credits, which pans really? over the scenery yeah. and over overlays with map style annotations it also features the main cast's names instead of them appearing in the bottom left corner at the beginning of an episode so did they add that back in later with the first season or does the first season just straight up not have credit i have no idea i guess they just don't have have credits i'm like what happens is it just like the hundred and then it just moves on like i don't know but bro i can't remember (laughs) this is the first episode to have credits yeah That's crazy. That's what it said on there, at least. Yeah, weird. Okay, so we've got two really small storylines just to get started with, and uh, Sam is going to cover the Jaha storyline. Yes, I am. All right. Starts with Jaha just making a mad dash around a spaceship looking for a random ass baby. Absolutely running around uh-huh so on the arc jaha is searching for a baby that someone totally left behind and it's a very real baby that is actually crying and it's not um hypoxia or a hallucination or his brain just slowly running out of oxygen it's there's a real baby here yeah for sure <laughs> yeah and that's like that's the first mate so do we want to talk about it scene by scene or do you want me to read the whole thing first yeah let's talk about it scene by scene i mean i've got a couple things about this one i don't have stuff for like all the scenes because some of them are kind of short and really just like to the point this one i'm watching it you know this is like one of the first scenes in the whole episode or like it's the first scene after the credits and so Mm -hmm. it's like guest starring eli gory and i'm like ah come on you just immediately give it away you just ruined it immediately i know that they have to legally like put the people who are guest starring, but sometimes like, ugh, why would you like just put it at the end? Yeah, like I, honestly, if I was an actor, I think I said this on the Riverdale podcast because they do this <laughs> constantly on the on Riverdale. Oh yeah, where they just put actors, then I go, oh, what? Charles is in this episode, and I get so excited. But like, I'm just like, I feel like if I was an actor, which I am, but not on TV yet, I would, I would like maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I tell myself, I'm just like, well, Oprah or whatever started when she was old or whatever. <laughs> It's like Meryl Streep didn't work until she was 42 or like, I don't know about Meryl Streep. Anyway, people are constantly (laughs) saying that about really fancy people. And I'm just like, maybe. Okay. So on like, if I was an actor on TV, Uh I would like, like it more if my name was like at the very end when it was like guest starring my name. Like, yeah, I'm special because I was at the end. I don't know. I just think that's a better way to do. I agree. Um, I just think that makes you fancier. Yeah. I luckily for me when I was watching this initially and also this time even I like just am not paying attention to the names that pop up at the bottom Mm. 90% of the time unless I'm looking for something. I'm like, it's probably the better way to do it. (laughs) Yeah, like I, I, oh. I pay. I remember paying specific attention on like ones where I knew someone from the cast was directing or like mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just miss it, you know? Yeah, I think that the like canon or like the truth that Jaha makes up in his head about this baby is so funny to me. <laughs> 
because he like opens this random drawer that he somehow heard this baby from I don't know the other side of the ship or something. He gets to the uh-huh. drawer and he's like, "Yo, someone dumped they damn baby. Someone <laughs> dumped they baby." I <laughs> believe the first time I watched this, genuinely thought they left a baby up here. Yeah, I was like, someone had an illegal like octavia style secret second baby that honestly makes sense and then they left it here they were like well i can't just bring this baby out in the open guess i'll kill it yeah leave it to die but obviously i'm like if you went through all that trouble to have your secret baby i don't know why you would leave it there so yeah um honestly that's on me (laughs) you're just like whatever we're gonna have all the oxygen in the world once we get down to the ground so let me keep my baby exactly but yeah like it's very clearly his subconscious giving him a reason to save himself and even like when he like it's like honestly textual it's not even subtextual at that point like oh for sure very early on he's like well i can't let you die up here with me You know? Exactly. It's like, well, now I have to live. Yeah. Darn. Shoot. (laughs) Once he finds this baby, he's like, all right, I suppose I gotta get you to the ground, kid. As Jaha uses Space Moogle to see if he can find an Uber (laughs) to the ground. Spoogle, yeah. He notices that the baby is playing with a chess piece, and it's like, where'd you get that? That's so weird. Uh, (laughs) He's he's literally like, that wasn't there three seconds ago, but sure, I'll just believe it. He's like, I'll have to teach you how to play one day. And then you're like starting to figure out. I'm like, that's optimistic. (laughs) Yeah. So then he he just like explains the plan to the baby. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. He's like explaining to the baby that the, their ancestors use missiles to destroy the world. And they're going to use one to go back to earth. Yeah. He's losing his mind. He's losing his mind. I'm making fun of it because it's funny because the baby cannot understand him and is just a figment of his imagination. But (laughs) I do actually think this was a really smart writing choice because they needed to get Jaha down. And how else was he going to talk other than be like, hi, Kane, if you can hear me, this is my plan. You know? So like- I'm doing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he uh, has everything ready and he's like set the mis- missile launch like on a timer from mm-hmm. command where he was able to access. Uh, but he could he have made it any longer? Right. I'm like, could you just like any longer? Like, can you give yourself an hour? Like, I don't. Okay. <laughs> And then just like sit in the missile knowing that, that you know what this is. <laughs> I almost called you Brittany. You know what this is, Sam? This is me going to the airport like two hours earlier than I need to be just to sit there and know that I'm ready. Yeah. You know? So if I was Jaha, you set it for an hour, you get there in 15 minutes, you sit there for 45 minutes knowing you're good. Yeah. It's self care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how close are you to running out to, out of oxygen that you set it for yeah. 15 minutes? Right, right. So he has it on a timer and he's like, okay, gotta get uh gotta keep myself across space because the the path to the uh launch bay where the missiles are he lands in the exact it's frankly insane this works like he he lands in the same airlock bay just reversed yeah but anyway he has it all set and he's in this janky little space suit and all he's got is this cracked helmet but he's gonna do his best he just tucks the baby into the suit like that's totally safe for a baby. I mean, I guess that's his only choice, but I like that he that they like have him go, don't worry, the oxygen goes to the whole suit and not just the helmet because you know that we'd get on here yeah. <laughs> onto this podcast and we'd be like, that baby is suffocating. That baby suffocated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you killed um. the baby again. <laughs> 
So, like, he, he hits the button and he flies across and um, he's almost there. And then his helmet just, like, cracks into a billion pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, don't know how he doesn't at least lose an eye in this, to be right. quite frank. I literally, okay, listen to this this note I said. I honestly thought you immediately died when that happened. Like that episode of Magic School Bus where Arnold just turns to ice. Yeah. Like, I thought that you just turned to ice. Like, he just, he keeps spiraling for- I'm surprised he lives. Many more seconds, and I'm like, Uh what is the legal limit on how long you can be in space? He, like, gets back to the other side, and there's a lawyer there that's just like, sorry, sir. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, I'm pretty sure that it's, at the very least, he has suffered a lot of oxygen loss to the point that this- whole ordeal might explain every crazy decision he makes from here on out because nothing he does for the rest of the show makes any sense (laughs) Uh yeah uh so once he gets there he lands and the baby is gone and he is very confused just in Uh, the vacuum of space i guess he's like how did i not feel this i think it's so so funny that he like pulls out and he just has a blanket so canonically the dude was just cradling a blanket this whole time oh That's amazing. He was like, I love you, baby. <laughs> I remember, like, he landed, when I first watched this, I was, like, binging it mm-hmm. to get to, like, where it was, like, airing live. Yeah. He lands, like, kind of face down, and I'm like, did he just squish the baby? You smushed it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then Wells shows up. There's just, He just opens the suit, and there's just viscera. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so he... He gets up and then uh, Wells is there and he's like, hey, dad. It was me all along. Yeah. And then Eli Gore is. You can tell because I have this piece of chess. <laughs> he is an absolute treasure and he just gives some of the best advice that the show, you know, goes on to completely ignore. Yeah. And uh, so he he tells Jaha that he can live and he can choose to live and not like constantly suffer like the way that they thought they had to in the arc. Yeah. And then, yeah, he he's like, all right, I can do this actually. And then climbs in the rocket and goes. Um, And <laughs> yeah, like, OK, so Wells says something like, dad, you're not done or something like that. So, Sam. Yeah, they still need you. If you'll allow me, this is not a lost reference. Okay. However, if he had been a young black man standing over a dying man who he had a father-son-esque relationship to him and said, you have work to do, aka you like you can't die yet, that would Uh be a lost reference. Like, if he had said, get up, like... The thing that he says is, get up, John, you have work to do. And uh-huh. so if he said, get up, Thelonious, or get up, Dad, you have work to do, that would be a lost reference. Okay. Because he is a young black man standing over a dying man who he had a father-son-esque relationship to, <laughs> to and telling him, don't be dying, stand up, babe. <laughs> that would be a lost reference. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you that one. Um, my thought about this is, do you think that Wells, <laughs> that there's any remote possibility that Wells is one of the um, wavy arm tree alien people appearing to Jaha in a, like a test case. Interesting. <laughs> because they appear as the person you love most, right? Huh. I guess it's possible. <laughs> like, it's so not that. It's clearly him like yeah. having a brain uh, thing to to survive like he even like says it out loud but yeah 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 but i it just in retrospect watching it i was just like oh could be an alien i don't know sam there's a <laughs> sparkly purple atmosphere <laughs> sparkly purple universe out there i don't know but jaha's like okay i have two minutes and goes over his like whole to-do list and i'm just like i have no idea how you do it in time because he wastes like 30 seconds just being sad <laughs> i'm like bro do it 
Yeah. Well. Yeah. So then he gets in and he lands in the desert in the middle of the night. And this is like interesting because we know that he's like pretty far away from everyone else's. We don't know how far away he is, but this is a yeah. completely different topography or like type of like landscape that we've then we've seen. place. Yeah, landscape. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jaha. That do be him. Okay, so one tiny storyline down. Now let's talk about another tiny storyline called Linktavia, in which Lincoln just shows up at the end. Just a little guy. All right, so Nyko shows up, and we're all like, what up, Nyko? Love you, guy. So Truly. Octavia says, uh, hi, where's Lincoln? And I just wanted to say, Octavia, babe, if Nyko wasn't an ally of Lincoln, you'd be so selling him out right now. <laughs> like... They're like, wait, where did this like random Sky Crew girl come from? And she's like, where's Lincoln? And they're like, got it. We know whose fault this is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> whose space girl is this? Right. And she's like, uh, here's my um, here's my dog tag. Where's Lincoln? <laughs> so he tries to get her to drink something and she tries to spit it out. And he's like, dude, see if I care, but drink or die. I don't, I do not care. And yeah. so she, she drinks it. She passes out. And it's clear that like Lincoln asked him to like come and take care of her while he was like off being punished or whatever. Mm-hmm. So please drink this bug juice that I assume is made of bugs. Uh, For sure. It's definitely bugs. Because that's what Lincoln wanted it to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's probably like, I'm not spitting it out because I don't want to drink it. I'm spitting it out because it tastes horrible. <laughs> so she's like i grew up in space and this is still awful this is still bad so she wakes up feeling better because we we know that naiko is a healer she says where's lincoln he's like well i helped you because lincoln is my friend so octavia stands and he's like oh great i'm glad that you can stand you should actually use that standing to run away because <laughs> bad <laughs> things are happening here she's like no lincoln is in trouble he's like i know uh, our clan is vulnerable because he helped you we can't fight off the reapers if they come now because they lost like their army i assume because like clark pulled that lever and killed most of their army so that's why they can't fend off the reaper reapers i guess and that makes sense to me because that's why randoms random people who weren't soldiers like nyla's dad are in the army in season three because their army has already been wiped out at the end of season one. Oh, uh, yep so you know what continuity i appreciate that like you get you get i'll give you one point yeah one point uh, yeah. and this is our first time hearing of the reapers obviously they're yeah. about to come back at the end of the storyline and they're going to be important for the rest of the of the thing but this is the first time we're hearing of them yep so she's like wait they have lincoln like we have to go say we have to go do something and michael's like bro i did i saved you I, you're welcome i'm here right now what do you yeah i did my part so octavia knocks him out with a rock and she's like hey thanks for saving me but now i have to go save lincoln but she <laughs> thanks him after knocking him out so like babe i don't think he heard you right like i don't think he did comprehension it's just not all there <laughs> so she takes naiko hostage um she's like a literally a teen and naiko's a full-grown adult man but somehow <laughs> he just lets it happen i honestly like headcanon feel like naiko's like mm, this could actually work and it like is allowing this to happen to be honest. right he's just like i got nothing better to do today yeah he's just like well, it's fine this might help lincoln so sure <laughs> so octavia shows up and iconically says i am octavia of the sky people intrigue obviously and ah. you have something i want honestly iconic moment it's so good fantastic work it's so good it's honestly one of the best moments of the show probably yeah it's like i just remember it so i remember it so clearly and i remember like the cadence of how she says it and everything you know what i mean it's so oh good. yeah so then after the commercial break um <laughs> indra shows up and she's like okay hi i'm indra what 
do you want? What's up? Can I help you? So she says that she's Indra Comtrigeta. So did we ever figure out the difference between crew and Geta? They changed it part of the way yeah, through. Yeah, right. So what I understand, I think, is crew is people and Geta is nation, as far as I understand. Hmm. And it seems to be interchangeable, but no one ever says as crew for Ice and Nation, you know? Because it's very strange that they change it part of the way through. Because yeah. you're right, they still use Geta again. Yeah. So it must be... They, they must be like interchangeable like that's what i think yeah like it's like saying i'm american and i'm from america right or like american and i or i'm from the united states yeah 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 basically so um <laughs> she's like hey i'm indra what do you want <laughs> and she's like oh uh, i'd like lincoln please and indra's like oh <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we're not doing that and octavia's like okay well i'm gonna kill your guy and she's like well please don't because nika's our only healer and octavia's like oh i guess you should give me my guy then bring him back to where i last saw him he knows where that is you and him and no one else and if you go against it i'll kill your healer and you have until dark so they're like Ugh, okay fine like i guess we'll think about it random girl in the last scene of the storyline naiko basically is like well it's dark so i guess it's time for my death <laughs> Kill me if you want, then. So Lincoln shows up, but he's hurt. And she's like, oh my God, he's hurt. And Indra's like, he should be dead. And you're lucky. <laughs> Indra's like, isn't it time you died? Isn't it time you died? Uh, yeah, she's just like, I guess we'll do this. Like, I, I wonder why it took them so long to just, you know, decide that it was worth it. Yeah, for sure. Or, or Indra was just like, let's just waste this girl's time because she's being a <laughs> jerk. She's being a brat. Yeah. It's interesting also to me, like, how much Indra truly loves Lincoln. Yeah. You know, we see that throughout the next season and a half. Even after he's dead, like, it's really meaningful and upsetting to her to learn that. Yeah. So that's just interesting to me. So Octavia gives Nyko back and, like, says, sorry. <laughs> and uh, Lincoln and Nyko switch places doing, doing the slowest walk of all time. Like, they literally are doing, like, tippy toes across, like, the smallest freaking steps. And I'm like, let's get going. <laughs> anyway so the reapers show up and they start fighting and lincoln is taken away by them i think that he would be able to fend them off himself if he hadn't been restrained because hmm. he had handcuffs on and i think that's why he's able to be taken away because i think he's very capable yeah i think so as well and he'd also well he'd also been being tortured yeah so he's weak as well yeah and Octavia's just immediately knocked down. Like, she's not a warrior yet. She's just like, conk, and she's out. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... That's that one. I can't remember, but, like, do they take... Do they just take Lincoln, or do they take all of them? They just take Lincoln, right? I think they just take Lincoln, because I think Nyko's with Indra. Which is like, that's a choice, because you could use all of these people. Well, now I'm thinking, did they also take Nyko? I don't have any memory of that, but, like, the the moment after they're all gone, we see, like, a close-up of Octavia and a, a close-up of Indra. But I hmm. assume that Nyko's there because because we don't see Nyko with the with Mount Weather, I don't think. Yeah, so. no, we don't. Great, well, I mean, those are those two small storylines and now we'll deal with our <laughs> with our bigger storylines. I would just once again like to reiterate how much fun I am having talking about season two. <laughs> Me and Sam, we just sit here and we laugh and smile and this is the best because, uh, oh boy, in season six and seven was I not laughing and smiling. You know what I mean? It was so not fun. <laughs> it's just so nice to be doing this. Yeah, all right. So know, the thing about this one is there's like, it's also a bunch of really tiny scenes. Yeah. So I all my paragraphs are like this big and then dash and then another one and then Yeah. Okay. That's but. perfect because I constantly have random ass things to add that I put in my notes. 
Fantastic. All right. So first up at Camp Jaha, Kane is attempting to settle in at Chancellor, but he's having a terrible time because he's not very good at it yet. He has Bellamy locked in a room so that he can keep questioning him about like where everyone is. And also because he knows that if he didn't have Bellamy locked in a room, Bellamy would be out of here. <laughs> he keeps questioning about what happened and Bellamy is like, um, I do not trust authority. I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. He's like, hey, uh, how long am I in jail for punching someone who tried to kill me? Just wondering. I just wanted to say once again how unjust I feel this is. But go on, Kane. Honestly, good ass question, Bellamy. Yeah. Basically, Bellamy says that he has to be a part of the search party and Kane's like, mm, no, absolutely not. Uh, if you want to help, tell me all these things that you could tell me about like what we're up against and what kind of weapons they used. And did you count how many people there were? It's so funny. He's just like, you said there were hundreds. How many hundreds? And Bellamy's like, I didn't count. I'm guessing. I'm, I'm not very good at estimating. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a big group. Yeah. Also, there's it's interesting the part where he's just like, uh, sorry, you can't come on the search party because we are only bringing trained people on the search party. And I was like, um, wasn't he a soldier on the Ark? Like, and, and here's the thing, like, is he not trained? This is also kind of extremely stupid on Kane's part because he's not using anyone who has been on the ground before mm. yesterday. Right. Yeah. Like these people have been on the ground a day. I definitely agree with Kane. And Bellamy has been here for three months. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with Kane for like some of the things that he says this episode, but sure. some of the things I'm just like, dude, the decision making. Yeah, you, you'd be you'd be better off with Finn walking around than like the <laughs> random guys that you have. He has to go on his walkabout, yeah, so that he can find clarity and yeah. um, become a better leader. Incredible. So they basically, um, Kane is like, hey, uh, we actually found way more guns in that bunker where you found a bunch of guns, and Bellamy's like, I have to question all my life decisions now because. Uh, uh, oh I feel so gosh. guilty for not finding all the guns. Uh, he clearly has such huge regrets about that because it mm -hmm. really could have made a huge difference. But I think it's so funny that he's just like, well, that's weird because we found a bunch of things. And Bellamy's like, listen, we are kids. We are not good at looking for things. And there was no mom for us to ask to help find it for us. <laughs> Bellamy fully, like, just immediately so much personal guilt at not having looked yeah. harder. And I'm like, bro, I- Bellamy's like, this is going to be important to my character. You were high that day, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like he had taken poisoned pine nuts and got high. Yeah. I don't think you were going to find them. <sighs> anyway. Who doesn't have regrets about <laughs> the things that happen when inebriated? <laughs> but Bellamy's just happened to have like a life toll. <laughs> Traumatic uh, consequences. Yeah. So anyway, they, they sort of like get to that point and guards bring in Murphy, who has been cleared by Abby from medical, but he's also, you know, a prisoner because- they, he was in an altercation. Mm -hmm. And so they basically just chuck these guys in there and then leave so because funny. there's a commotion at the tree line. It's very, very funny to me because there's two points in this episode where someone is just like, do we bring Murphy in here? And someone goes, oh my God, no. And the other person goes, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. It's really funny. Because like Kane, when he gets brought in, Kane like looks back at Bellamy and Bellamy's like, oh God, no, please. And Kane's like, yep, bring him in, LOL. And then later, it's also like, Bell Murphy's like, what about me? Mm -hmm. It's also such a bold move because like the reason that both of them are in jail mm -hmm. is for trying to kill each other. Yeah. And you're going to leave them in the same cell? Kane's like, Bellamy's a problem for me. And you know what? I'd love to eliminate that problem. <laughs> 
But, like, later, even, like, Murphy's like, what about me? And Bellamy, like, turns back to Finn, and Finn, like, gives this, like, tiny head nod that's just, like, or, like, head shake that's just, like, please don't do that. Like, right in front of mm-hmm. Murphy, too. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. Bellamy's like, yep, he's coming. It's great. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I love it. And, uh, we just, we ship it. So true. It's Murphy me. <laughs> Aw. So they go out to the tree line and one of the guards is like, I swear I saw somebody move out there. And Abby's like, um, you absolute buffoon. That could have been someone we know. Um, and she tries to like take off towards the woods and uh, Kane is like, um, please don't do that. Uh, for I must protect you. Not any um, personal reasons, but because it is not a good idea for you to do that. And then he's like, Sam, literally, the way that half my notes, like, your your notes are like, oh, I am bringing Abby, Abby along, not because I like her, but because I just think that she would be an asset. That's literally Bellamy later, like, two different times, he's just like, we're bringing Murphy, not because I think he's cute, but because, because he would help us. That's exactly. why. <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> So Kane stops her and is like, we'll send a search party. And then uh, he like super tightens security and he says, mm-hmm. hey, um, anyone giving out guns to people who are not allowed to use guns uh, is punishable by like a felony. Yeah. Because that's the law of the land. Which means that you get killed, right? Because that's what the Exodus Charter was. Yeah. So it's like, you don't get floated, but we are going to murder you. And I'm like, what does the Exodus Charter say exactly about that? Because Yeah, what are the, what's the wording? Because like, that's obviously not what he does next episode. He, he It's mm-hmm. a very, um, in retrospect, a very clear, this is an important statement I'm making because someone's about to ignore it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. And he's like, this is going to be brought up later. Yeah, yeah, but honestly, it was a good, I don't, I think the Exodus Charter was like harsh, like bringing up the Exodus Charter. I feel like it's like, it's like, but the Exodus yeah. Charter is like the Constitution. It was written a mm-hmm. long time ago by a bunch mm-hmm. of people who are dead, who don't, who had different, different circumstances, actually have any working knowledge of the circumstances that we're currently in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good idea for him to be like, hey, only trained people on weapons. Cause like that guy, he was just a dude. Like he was just, some guy who they gave who's like terrified so it makes total sense that like he would just be like pew 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 i saw something move and they're like that was a leaf like you know (laughs) yeah and it's like you're wasting our bullets on leaves yeah brian like you've been here a day and you've never used a firearm please stop he's just like sorry i'm not used to the wind (laughs) all right so um later on abby checks on raven and she does not look good she um looks very ill. Uh, despite- Can I just say good boyfriend Finn this episode? There's like a level of good boyfriend that I agree uh-huh. with Finn. And then there's like a level of like, oh my God, stop talking for her. Yeah, definitely that's true. I think that it's like nice that he like can tell that she's not fine, that she's like not lying. And there's one point point in particular that I want to bring up in which it was like so an actual good boyfriend thing to do. But I also think that a lot of the good things that he's doing are like, I'm compensating for the bad things I did last season. I think it's a lot of compensation and a lot of um, like, I really do like when he holds her hand through the surgery. Like that mm-hmm. is good boyfriend Finn. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like, cause like here Raven says that she's fine and uh, she's very clearly not fine. Yeah. Finn is like, she's lying. Um, And I'm like, <laughs> Abby is a doctor who can probably tell when a patient is in pain. <laughs> right. Oh, sure. True. Like when he figures it out, it's just like, yeah, that was pretty clear, man. I was like, I, I, I'm like, you got a lot of emotions for this room and I don't think you necessarily need to be here unless she really wants you here. Yeah. So please stop talking. <laughs> what I did like was that Raven's like, I can tell from Abby's face that something is bad. And I'm just like, oh my God, Raven, you know Abby so well? So true. Honestly. <laughs> Doctor mechanic. Honestly, I am looking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Raven, uh, so basically, uh, Abby's like, hey, so I have more bad news. The bullet's still moving. And Raven's like, okay, so take it out. And Abby's like, but that could kill you. And Raven's like, the alternative is that I never walk again. So take it out. And it's like, it's a, I feel like it's a staple of Raven's personality that she's just like, so it, it comes up in season three when, when Allie is like, she's so much, so much stronger than the rest of you. And yeah. it's just like, yeah. And I'm like, sometimes to her own detriment. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, ultimately, we at least are in agreement that the best character arc on this whole show was Octavia. Mm -hmm. I just, like, I mourn the potential that Raven had. Yeah. Because I think that they really bungled it, especially at, uh, like, at the end there. Yeah, and, like, especially for the first, like, through season four. Four, I would say she had Raven was in the running for the for the best arc at that point. Absolutely, that freaking part where she like drowns herself or like goes in the ice bath or whatever, and then comes back and like restarts her own heart. Like hello, but then and then like gets them all to space, and like mm-hmm. it's amazing. And she had such a good arc up to that point, and then like five through seven, she's just like a side character. Well, she started being like, oh well, uh, does Shaw like me? And I'm like, (laughs) you know, I'm like, okay, now I'm on CW, I guess. Yeah, right, right, right. (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) Uh, I going back to like this episode, I I have no idea. I have no idea what I would do when faced with this. Oh, yeah. With this uh, decision. I don't think I could do it. What she does. I think that I would just like be with without the use of my legs. I just don't think I I could I could never do what she does. I. Would probably die in the process. (laughs) Mm, Right, right, right. But I feel like I would also kind of insist on trying to do something about it. Just Mm. because, like, in the world that they've fallen into, I understand why Raven is so determined to keep as much mobility as she can. Mm -hmm. Because, like, in our own world, there's not even enough accessibility as there should be. And in that world, I imagine it's an absolute nightmare. Like even if you had like a wheelchair, you'd be like, like you'd be like none of the ground. You're on the, you're on like uneven ground. And exactly. And like, there's just no systems in place for accessibility in Mm -hmm. that kind of situation. And I honestly think that the show could have done more once Raven does have her permanent disability to show her like interacting with that and the ways that like Mm. just bumps up against her because yeah she's amazing and or like or like more ways that she could have changed like I don't know like Mm -hmm. that her I'm trying to be like (laughs) more ways that like those to just to bring more attention to like the systemic lack of accessibility I think yeah Oh, that would have been interesting. I I know that I might be jumping, I'm jumping ahead slightly, but I completely forgot that she straight up didn't have any feeling Mm -hmm. in that leg. And maybe she gets some of it back. I can't remember. But like when she has like her brace on and everything, for some reason, I thought it was just like she had limited mobility with it. Like it was hard Mm -hmm. to move or it like hurt when it moved or something like that. I didn't realize that like she was walking around with basically an, um, a prosthetic, you know what I mean? Yeah, essentially, yeah. And it's impressive that she, like, builds her brace in a way that allows her to move something that she can't feel, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know 
how the science works on that, but I do think it's very interesting. And yeah, we just love Raven. She's so cool and strong and amazing. Yeah. So later, Abby prepares Raven for surgery. Um, she'll be awake the whole time. Oh, that giant bruise on her back. Yeah, where you can... Oh, oh. Like, where did the bullet go in? Because obviously, like, she... Remember. Like, did it go through the front? I feel like it went through the front. Like, it went through her abdomen, I guess. Yeah, that would be my guess. How did... How did she miss major organs and it just lands in her spine? I feel like, well, that's when Abby's like, she's lucky to be alive. She should be dead. Because like, exactly. Because she's laying there and that giant bruise is there. And I'm like, there's no exit wound, obviously, because it's still in there. But like, where's the entrance wound? (laughs) Ew. I searched the hundred Raven and the second one was Raven and Shaw. And then it was Raven (laughs) and Wick. And I was just like, Raven and Shaw above Raven and Wick? Okay. Raven is more than her boyfriends. Yeah. Also, what? And then it said Raven actress. I'm like, I can tell you that. <laughs> She's very nice. Let's see. I need the wikias to stop having giant ads at the top. Honestly. Okay. Early life. Not what I need. <laughs> Throughout the series. In Murphy's Law. Blah, blah, blah. In Day Trip. Blah, blah, blah. In Spacewalker. Okay. We're, we're, we've gone too far. <laughs> in Inclement Weather. Great. Okay. Uh, the bullet is still inside Raven. Okay. And Raven is in the process of building But she gets shot by Murphy. Well, that's really helpful. Um, the bullet's still inside Raven. She's found unfit to walk on their journey. Carried on the stretcher. I'm just like, did anyone ever dress the wound? Like, did Clark do- I bet Clark did in season one, but- It says, however, the bullet inside her has made its way to her spine. Has yeah. made its way to her spine. So it, it must have gone through the front. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this truly didn't really matter that much. Sorry, you guys. Yeah. It's Okay. Finn holds her hand and Raven tells him that she's scared and he just like talks her through it and he's like actually a bro for once. This is my, this is my like shout out Finn moment where he's just like, would you like me to talk to you and like try and make you feel better? Or do you want me to just shut up? That's some good communication to be yeah. honest, because sometimes you just need somebody to be there and shut up. And I really appreciate him asking to be honest. Exactly. And honestly, probably one of his most well communicated moments. He could, <laughs> yeah. past Finn could learn from this guy right here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And anyway, Abby starts and uh, Raven's screams can be heard basically all over the camp. And I think this is a really good um, transition of like sound editing because Mm -hmm. we go from Raven screaming to Murphy and Bellamy hearing Raven scream from their little jail cell. I remember being like, ah, yes, Bellamy is really upset that Raven is in pain because I also shipped that. (laughs) Yeah, right. But it's secretly, it's also like kind of Murphy being like, oops, this is sort of my fault. Exactly. You know, I, one of my notes that I wrote down about this scene was, I wrote, I don't know how Abby can do this, honestly. And then I was like, I need to clarify because there were a lot of people in the fandom who straight up just thought Abby was a bad person. And I just wanted to say that I don't think Abby is a bad person. What I'm saying is that like knowing that she's the one making her scream and like it just sort of feels like torturing somebody and I just couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. Like she's she's braver than me because she's doing what Raven wants her to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think that's part of what makes her a good doctor is that she's able to like, even in a situation where she is, this is not a surgery she recommends, but it's one that the patient has asked for. And she's doing it to the best of her ability also without all of these things that they normally have. Like she, the reasons that she told Raven it was a bad idea were like, they didn't have anesthesia and they don't have like all the equipment they would have had in the arc. And like, it's, it's very like impressive that she's able to save even one of Raven's legs. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Shout out. Because like, I also don't know how I could be good at my job with all of those things. And then also hearing the person that I'm doing the job for and to just 
screaming right. the whole time. You just have to like constantly be in the back of your head being like, I'm doing a good thing. I'm helping this person. This person wants me to do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, w- so that I wouldn't like, oh, God, I honestly don't know how Abby doesn't like think about this every night. <laughs> yeah. You know? Ugh. I'm sure it's up there, honestly. Yeah. It's just she never brings it up again. You know, like she's had traumas yeah. where she like actively like talks about it and brings oh, it up. Yeah. And like, ugh, for me, this would be like up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in jail, Murphy and Bellamy argue and Bellamy's like, you're such a traitor. Um, why you're so just so much weaker than everybody else. And I'm like, but Murphy's like, I, yeah, I gave up after three days of torture. Right. I love this because Bellamy, like, did not know that. Like, Bellamy assumed that he had, like, shown up and was like, hey, guys, don't touch me. (laughs) I'll tell you exactly what you need to know. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But he had, like, actively, like, tried. Like, there's something to be said that he held off for three full days. Like, he tried not to tell on them. He cared enough about them to try his best to not do it, but he just couldn't take it anymore. And, like, like... There is an effort there to protect these people, but also, like, he found his limit, you know? Like, everybody has a limit, and um, who am I to say what anyone else's is, you know? Mm -hmm. I probably Uh, wouldn't make it three days. Uh, What we're we're learning is that I'm not... I'm not... (laughs) stronger than any of the people on the show and I already knew that like honestly honestly I would if I had been Murphy I would could probably consider making up a lie on like day two Uh and then trying to book it (laughs) right be like oh yeah they went that way bye-bye exactly but who's to say he didn't try that one right (laughs) and they were just like "Mm, nice try yeah anyway Kane and the guards hear screaming from the woods and then they go to investigate and they find their search party has uh been strung up by the Mm -hmm. grounders yeah and it's not looking good it's rough that everybody needs to hear raven crying and screaming yeah like it's rough that everybody has to hear it um so like Mm -hmm. seeing these men up there it's giving city of light crosses for sure and so are these the guys that they sent to sweep the woods that abby asked for i believe so i guess so so like later when abby's just like did you even send people to go sweep the woods um i was like wait yes he did but he doesn't say that he didn't do that he just says we i did and it was bad and so we're not doing that anymore she's like did you even send people and he's like i did and now they're dead (laughs) yeah so maybe we need to reconsider. Yeah. Like, oh, all we have is like civilians and only a few soldiers. We cannot keep killing these soldiers. Like yeah. I, I'm on. This is next scene, but I'm kind of on Team Kane about this. We like we can't sacrifice half of our people, especially our soldiers, to die these horrible, gruesome, painful deaths to find these kids that might not even be out there. Exactly. Like, see, here's the thing. Actually, uh, we're we're going into this scene, so yeah. Yeah. Fine. Like I. They're, they're both saying the same thing yeah. and they haven't figured out how to communicate with each other yet because Kane hasn't gone on his walkabout. <laughs> but they, uh, they, they're like saying the same thing here. Kane is saying, we can't keep sending more soldiers. And Abby is like, send the people who have been here. And he's like, mm-hmm. I can't hear you suddenly. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Because Abby is making good points that it's just like, okay, let's not give up our soldiers. Because our soldiers don't know what the frick they're doing down here. Yeah. Let's send people who do know what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, are they also children? Yes. But they are motivated. <laughs> but, they, but they've but they been here. They want to do it. And they know where they're going. Like, we don't even mm-hmm. know where we're going. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Uh, so Kane comes in and he checks on checks with in with Abby after Raven's surgery. Raven is like over there with Finn, unconscious? Question mark. He's like sleeping next to her. It's nice. Yeah, it's very sweet. So Abby thinks that he's not taking things seriously enough because the kids are in danger. The longer that they don't know where they are, and Kane also is just like, I don't know what to do. Everyone I send out is dead. 
Yeah, she's like, well, it's nice that Bellamy wants to help his friends. And he's like, we all want to help them, okay? He's like, I- We just have to be smart about it. And it's like, Kane's like, <laughs> handed the answer, which is, I mean, I think Abby does do the right thing by sending the people who have been here before. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Kane is has been handed the answer of like, here's what to do. Bellamy is telling mm-hmm. you to do this. Abby is telling you to do this. Everyone thinks you should do this. <laughs> Kane's like, well, Bellamy's in jail, so I don't trust him. <laughs> and and Kane's and Kane's like, that sign can't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> yeah, Kane's like, I don't trust Bellamy because he's in jail. And it's like, you put him in jail. <laughs> So later, Abby is testing out Raven's nerve endings, and uh, Finn is taking it super personally when she can't feel her <laughs> own foot. At least she's not dead. Yeah, like, bro, calm down. This is, I'm like, this is a lot of energy for not your leg. Yeah, right. <laughs> She'll basically need crutches for now, uh, but they're glad that she's alive. Uh, Raven still needs a lot of time, though, to process the reality of the fact that she's disabled for the rest of her life, basically. Mm-hmm. So basically, then Raven is like, I can't do anything right now and I need you to leave and go find our friends because then I feel like I'm doing something because I told you to leave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did something. I thought it was cute that he was just like, we're always talking about you. talk about me so that was i thought that was cute though. yeah it's a it's an okay episode for finn i think i've seen him have far worse episodes <laughs> oh yeah um every episode from here on out um just gets worse <laughs> yeah yeah for finn mm-hmm. uh so finn liberates bellamy and says they're going to find their friends and bellamy's like okay great we're bringing murphy um and finn's like yeah. why <laughs> once again he just like does that little like <laughs> private head shake but right in front of murphy like he's just like yeah no don't no no no, don't do it (laughs) it's funny it's right in front of murphy murphy's like i can see you (laughs) um but it is a good plan because murphy has been to their camp before and um it's definitely not also because bellamy thinks he's cute like you know what that is you know what that is sam what literally abby is like hey we should use the people who like know what they're doing yeah and bellamy's like i know let's bring a bring this person who knows what they're doing yeah this it's is smart. Honestly, I one of my favorite dynamics on the show that we don't really like get a lot of is Abby and Bellamy. Bellamy and Abby. And mm. it's because they are so similar. Like they they mm. think in very similar ways a lot of the show. And um mm. I'm like, more please. I want to see everyone interact. <laughs> Which is like prioritizing Clark. Yeah. That's Abby, yeah. Bellamy, shake hands, <laughs> prioritizing Clark. I like the moment where like Bellamy walks over to Murphy to like free him, but Murphy straight up is like, I'm restrained and I tried to kill this man. This man is going to kill me now. Yeah. You know, like there's not, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. He's like, please, I'm a cockroach. And he frees him and he's like, I'm not freeing him because I like him. <laughs> I'm freeing him because he's an asset. And that's why. And Finn's like, got it. Sure. <laughs> sure. So they meet Abby at the edge of camp or like mm-hmm. outside of camp. It's not <gasps> plot twist. Completely clear. Abby is here. She was in on it. And so she gives them guns, uh, immediately breaking Kane's law. And then mm-hmm. um, Dad Miller is like, hi, I am also breaking this law. I'm Dad Miller. <laughs> I wrote, I love you, Dad Miller. I don't know when he started, like, with the fandom being called Dad Miller exclusively, but I appreciate it. I think it's, like, maybe a couple episodes into this season, like, because he appears a few other times in this season, and then he, by the finale, when Mm -hmm. he's in the group that's taken with Abby and Kane and himself, when they get, like, pulled into the, into Mount Weather at the finale, Mm -hmm. um, I re- pretty much remember people referring to him as Dad Miller. Him by Dad Miller at that point. Because, like, he didn't, he doesn't get a first name until later. Yeah. And Dad Miller, oh, remind me, and I'm hurting my own feelings. Dad Miller died in Prime Fire, didn't he? 
Uh, like he just wasn't in. Was he not in the thing? Well, he he gives up his he gives up his spot for for Nate. Oh my god! Yeah, he gives up his spot for Nate. That hurts. And then that's what oh that's when Abby is like, I also give up my spot because someone else could oh. be here. And then Kane's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, but, like, Abby gives them guns in this scene, and I'm just like, that's illegal under the Exodus Charter! <laughs> oh, no! But, yeah, like, Miller's so suddenly important, and I love this part where she's like, um, you're late, and Finn's like, well, Bellamy wanted to bring Murphy. I think they're dating. And Bellamy's like, I'm not taking him because boyfriend. I like him! I'm not taking him because I like him. I'm taking him because he knows stuff. Yeah. Not because I like him. <laughs> and, uh... And please don't tell him if I do. Yeah. And that's basically the scene. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. <laughs> How do you feel about Kane and Abby next episode? I'm a sick individual and I love angst, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're not, um, like, dreading it. No, I um, I wrote, like, I remember writing, like, big, long posts about, like, the meta of it all and, like, the way that they're, they silently communicate in that scene. So um, I'm sure I will be absolutely unhinged on the next episode. Incredible. Perfect. Okay. Before we go into the final storyline, I'll really quickly talk to you about Patreon. Um, it is... What's a Patreon? <laughs> a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. And... At, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can get a lot of really cool things um if you join at specific levels um but what i'd like to talk to you about today is uh our postcard um every year we give out a postcard to all of our like we literally mail them out to people and if you join by the end of the year i'll send one to you um i think that when this comes out the deadline will have passed but i'm gonna um put the deadline out to the whole year so if you guys want to join um at any level we will send you a postcard and it says thanks Thanks. And it's exciting. So yeah, we hope that you do that. If you can't, um, maybe check out some of our small businesses, which are all going to be in the description. And if not that, uh, go ahead and just recommend us to a friend because that's free and it also really, really helps. Hell yeah. I have heard that this podcast in particular is cathartic for people who were really hurt by that show, by this show. And uh, as somebody who was hurt by this show, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly, it's fun to not take it so seriously because we took it really seriously. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. first few times. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Matt Weather. Last storyline. So everyone is like, ooh, having fun. Except for Clark, obviously. She just yeah. can't relax. She's never relaxed a day in her life. Something that, yeah. Something that really occurred to me last episode that I forgot to bring up. And it's about Monty, which sucks because he's not in this episode at all. But uh, I would just like to say that, like, poor Monty is, like, in here having a great time when, like, canonically, timeline-wise, his parents are fighting for their lives. Like, his dad might already be dead at this point. I can't remember, like, how many days it was after the crash. But, like, his parents are struggling so much while he's sitting in here eating cake you know what i mean yeah oh yeah crazy so clark working on her map and jasper's like hey maybe they'll hang it on the walls here because <laughs> it's such a piece of art <laughs> it's a beautiful real good one so miller just like murphy got released from medical and he had to get three surgeries because of his injuries and this is interesting because i know that like mountweather is secretly like bad and has bad intentions but like mm -hmm. if miller hadn't been taken in by mountweather he probably would have died there's no way he could have had he would have gotten those surgeries or been able to you know we would have lost miller yeah honestly if this hadn't happened yeah you know? i can't remember what happened to him he probably just got like hurt by a couple rounders i assume and i i honestly think that yeah i think it's just grounder wounds yeah he got stabbed or shot or shot with arrows yeah i think that the um there's so much there's nuance 
to at this point still to the way that they do things like that because mm-hmm. then like because you can't say everything about Mount Weather is bad because there are right. some things about Mount Weather that are good because they have like supplies and you know some people are kind of okay I guess um <laughs> and and then there's you know but they're mostly evil and yeah it's I guess that for a while the premise of the show is like who is right when everybody's a little bit wrong yeah there are no good guys <laughs> yeah yeah I just yeah. kind of miss that <laughs> there it, everyone everyone is gray yeah, yeah. So he's like, hey, Clark, heard you were fitting in, lol. And so, <laughs> oops, Maya told Miller what happened. And if I was Maya, I'd be like, seriously, right in front of me? Right, right in front of my salad? I'm standing right here. Like, cool. Now Clark hates me more. But listen, Maya just loves gossip. And I relate to her. She's just oh, like, yeah. you'll never guess. You'll never guess what Clark did. Like, bro. So Maya gives Miller his meds and tries to leave. But because Clark, like, gave her a weird look and she's like, gotta go. Um, and Jasper's like, oh, boy, it's time to flirt. And he says, top of the morning. Uh, oops, I immediately ruined it. Absolute nerd. I saw that in a movie once. <laughs> okay, so they watch movies. Good to know. Yeah. I mean, that's how... And he's like, anyway, breakfast time. That's how Murphy knows about Lord of the Rings. That's true. You know he can't read. Yeah. But he knew about Lord of the Rings after they had, like, been up there, like, alone for those, like, five years or whatever. Was it five? Yeah, but, like, I feel like he... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they watch soccer games, so yeah. yeah. Okay. So he asks if she... Okay. So Jasper's like, hey, breakfast? And she's like, yeah, do you want to go together? And listen, see, if if they like you back, Mm -hmm. you can do no wrong. You can say stupid ass stuff, like, top of the morning, and it's cute. Oh, yeah. You know, some some weird dude who you don't like says top of the morning in a flirty way and you're like, I have to go. And you're like, absolutely not. In fact, I'm going to have to go and die. Um, Please never speak to me again. <laughs> but when they like you back, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So then an alarm goes off and she has to go and Clark's like, what does that mean? You have to tell me. And Maya tells her. Yeah. You know? She has nothing to hide. Does Maya know about the grounder thing? She does, doesn't she? And then like, because her mom was like trying yeah. to. I'm pretty yeah. sure they all know. Yeah, because they just don't talk about it. Yeah, there. It's just like I, it's just interesting how Maya is so willing to tell Clark stuff. Yeah, I think because well, Maya is also like young enough and innocent enough because mm-hmm. like she later says famously, um, none of us is innocent mm-hmm. because like they all do consent to you know stealing blood and torturing people. Yeah, I think she's young enough though still that she's like she's willing to tell her, and also she's had enough run-ins with Clark that she doesn't want her to like get up in her face again. Yeah, so like. If Clark asks, she's just like, I'm going to just tell you because if you touch me again, I will punch you in the face. Yeah. (laughs) So Maya says that the surface patrol is back and someone needs medical attention. And like I said, yeah, it's nice of her to tell her. But if it was me, I'd be like, none of your freaking business. Yeah. You attacked me last episode for no reason. And then you stole my key card and stuff. We're not friends, Clark. (laughs) Like, seriously. Yeah. Get out of here. I guess it would just make Clark more paranoid, though. So, like, it probably is a good idea that she told her whatever. So, exactly. Clark goes with, and Jasper's like, hey, Clark, um, that's super not your problem. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure why you're doing that. Clark says they might have found some of their people. And he's like, okay, well, you're not supposed to just, like, go places. But, of course, Clark doesn't care. <laughs> Clark's like, no. <laughs> so, there's a dude who's explaining to Maya that the people were attacked and that there's one of them that died. But the other one's having problems because he took off his equipment to try and save him. Mm-hmm. So, it sucks that he, like, made that sacrifice and then couldn't even save him which is sad yeah honestly if we didn't hate mount weather people i'd say that was super brave of him (laughs) (laughs) um unfortunately and a really really nice guy thing unfortunately i'm this specific mount weather person is the one that i hate the most langston no not the one who died no langston is the guy i don't know who the guy who died is but his name's langston no i mean did you think it was emerson because i thought it was emerson too i also thought it was emerson what are you talking about is it not emerson he looks just like emerson it's not 
But he looks just like him, right? When he brought when he was brought in, I was like, oh, it's Emerson. And then later, it's not. His name's Langston. You're joking. I'm not joking. That is Emerson. What are you talking? No. No, it's not. No. I'll show you. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't know. That's not that's not a whole other character. Yeah, it is. Hold on. The hundred Langston. The one the one who lived. Yeah. That's not Emerson. It's not Emerson. It's Langston. Here. Oh, I can't know I can't tell if you can That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No. <laughs> I refuse. I'm showing her a picture right now for the <laughs> for the audio people. No, it's not him. Langston. Here's the Yeah, here's the difference, dude. Look, I'm showing her a picture of Langston now, and then yeah. down here is a picture of Emerson. I know they look That's the same man. They straight up look exactly the same, but this guy's name is Langston. <laughs> and they're played by two different white men who look exactly the same. He's a different character in the show? Yeah. Oh my god. And this entire time- You were like, I hate Langston, and I'm like, what did he do? I've, I've watched this show like a dozen times. I'm like, I can't stand this man. That's Emerson. <laughs> You're like, I hate Langston, and I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> I hate Langston the most out of all of them. And I'm like, more than Cage? Okay. I'm like- well, it's fully because I thought this is the weird that Cage hasn't shown up yet. This is the weird guy that lives forever and then, you know, tortures Clark in a weirdly sexual yeah. way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> but no, it's just weird. some random white man that looks exactly uh-huh. like him. He looks just like him. I know. I literally I literally have in my notes, dude looks a lot like Emerson, but isn't. You know what it is? Mm. Mount Weather is- hair. Mount Weather. No, I'm saying Mount Weather is the product of inbreeding. It's right. It's incest. It's all yeah. incest. We've been yeah. saying it since last episode. It's- <laughs> The Mount Weather is like the Targaryen dynasty of mm. the hundred. <laughs> I can't help but agree. Yeah. So Clark asks the dude who's talking to Maya, uh, who attacked them. And he's just like, get these random people out of here. <laughs> um, why are you asking me that? So Clark steals a key card to some other guy to go in and Jasper follows Clark to keep her out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I just put in my notes that you had a good point last episode where like the decontamination place has like all of the artwork. Like it has all the artwork and like all of these like sculptures in the hallways. Like it straight up looks like a museum. Yeah. And it's weird that they do that when like hardly anyone ever goes here. But the only reason that I think that that could possibly be is because they're like, these things are like less likely to be ruined by some random kids playing football or something, you know? Like if it was just in the mess hall, then like some kids would like throw something at it and a sculpture would be destroyed or like whatever, you know? Like I suppose, yes. But I also, it's, I just think it's weird that they also keep it in the part of the place that is where they deal with exposure. Like, yeah. are these people not like also giving off radiation? Like, as, or, if you have to go in there in a hazmat suit to be safe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how is all this precious artwork safe right. from not like rapidly degrading more than it would down in the rest of the, I don't know. I don't know how science works. I don't know either. So Jasper's like, Clark, why are you doing this? Like, these people are our friends. And she's like, no, they're lying to us. That's a bullet wound. And so it must have been our people who attacked them because grounders don't have guns. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, maybe they took our guns. And she's like, no, no, it was our people. So what I assume happened is that this was the person that that one random civilian guy shot. Yes, that's the implication. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they bring in the irradiated man, Langston. He's super, super messed up. And they're basically showing us the stakes of how bad it is for the Mount Weather people. Yeah. In this moment. And uh, Dr. Singh notices that they're in here and she goes, um, leave. (laughs) 
<laughs> go away. So Clark goes to see Dante in the mess hall and she's like, we need to talk. And he's like, okay, let's talk over breakfast. And she's like, let's talk right now. Um, who shot that guy? He's like, uh, grounders. But I don't think he says grounders because that's not their word. Like their word is outsiders or like whatever. Outsiders basically. Yeah. And he's like, also, can you be a little more discreet, please? <laughs> like you're just screaming in front of all of these people about someone getting shot. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's weird because they don't use guns. And he's like, Clark, you are so annoying. I did not say that. I didn't say that he got shot by a gun. He got shot by an arrow. And she's like, no, I saw the wound. And like, we know that she's secretly right. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's absolutely correct. She's fully being gaslit. And he's like, well, sometimes we believe we want to believe something so bad that we just like believe it because we want to, you know, because we want it's just we something that we make happen. Yeah. So you just made that up, huh? And she's like, I want to see the body. And he's like, fine. And he's like, he's much nicer about it than I would be. I'd be like, I'm missing breakfast for this. And I hate you. Finally. <laughs> so Dr. Singh wheels the body in for Clark. Clark's like, how is that man doing? She's like, he's fine. He's improving. And she's like, I want to talk to him. And she's like, well, only patients are allowed in medical. And Dante's yeah. like, okay, I'll make it happen. If I was Dr. Singh, I'd be like, seriously, like, I know that this girl is like special or whatever, but like mm-hmm. she's breaking all of our rules and you're just letting her do it. <laughs> I would be kind of annoyed to be honest, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Singh is evil. So, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> I don't care that she's annoyed. So she asks about his chest because she sees that he has the dialysis shunt mm-hmm. on his chest and they're like yes everyone in Mount Weather has one because of in case of exposure um and we saw Maya using hers last episode yes so they show her the exit wound and they're like Langston is the best and he pushed the arrow out himself and here is the arrow I assume that they just like prepared this arrow and covered it in blood to show her oh for sure they did because they probably just because he was not shot by an arrow they probably just took it into the into the back and stabbed a ground yeah right Oh, yeah. And uh, either way, Clark is like, oh, oops. And she like feels bad. Yeah. Jasper asks her what happened later. She goes, yeah, um, I saw the body and yeah, it looked like an arrow wound. And he's like, well, probably because it is Clark. And I'm like, Jasper, everybody stop gaslighting Clark. I'm yeah. I'm there are several points in season two specifically that I also think Clark is a dumb baby. But yeah. right now she is not a dumb baby. <laughs> I mean, to Jasper's credit, he doesn't think that he's gaslighting her. Like, the Mount Weather people straight up know that they're gaslighting her. But, like, at this point, he's also being... He has no faith in her. He's also being a brat and just kind of, like, like, she's not stopping you from enjoying your cake, bro. Yeah. And if she wasn't paying attention to this stuff, you... Like, if she wasn't paying attention to this... Would be hang in, like... (laughs) You'd be immediately just, like, bone marrow juice. Like, somebody's gotta be paying attention, and it's not you. He does definitely make a good point that, like, if you keep being bad, they might throw all of us out, which I understand would be, like, a huge fear for him because he's, like, really happy and, like, scared of what's outside. For sure. But still, like, let's have some faith in Clark. If she... If her spidey senses are going off, Mm -hmm. then something must be happening. You know? Yeah. Okay. So she's like, oh, or maybe they're still trying to trick us. And he's like, dude, you sound nuts. Like, you're trying to ruin this for us. Like, we we have safe, like, we're safe. We have food. We have a bed. We have clothes. Mm-hmm. We're not currently getting speared by grounders. That's my personal favorite because I got speared <laughs> by grounders and it was horrible. I'm honestly still not sure how he survived that. Yeah. He, he's like, they might make us leave if you keep doing this. And she's like, oh, my God, were you threatened by someone? Did someone say that they would do that? And he's like, no, it just makes sense. She's like, Clark, I just want to eat cake and you're making it weird. Yeah. He's like, if... Like, we are guests. We are not prisoners like you think we are. And what would you do if a to a guest who calls you a liar and acts ungrateful? And then Miller is like, I would kick out the... They're ungrateful ass. 
so they're like, our biggest threat is you, Clark, which is like a really good and interesting moment because up until now they've been like, Clark, we kiss the soil you walk on, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, it's interesting, even if it's like feels sad and bad because we know that Clark is right. Like it's still like was an interesting writing choice for them to like kind of turn on her in the way that it's just like, you are the worst right now to them. And it's also, it's also very, like, isolating for Clark as a character, and it sort of, like, sets up the rest of the series for her to sort of isolate herself in those kind of decisions, because, like, mm-hmm. no one listens to her at yeah. this point, but she keeps getting proven right. And, like, she mm-hmm. I don't think she wants to be proven right in any of these cases, yeah. but, like, so many bad things have happened that she's just like, okay, I can't trust anybody. So. I wonder if Mount Weather wasn't evil. They are. But what if they weren't? <laughs> if they weren't, what would finally make Clark believe it? Mm. Like, what would finally make her, what would be, like, the final straw where she's like, okay, I do actually think that we're safe? Like, would that moment ever come? Or would she just be, would she just escape and they'd be like, honestly, good riddance? Like, what do you, what do you think? I think that they would have to bring... See, I don't... Bring in Abby and Kane and find everyone and bring them back. I think that they would have to, like, find enough people that she cares about, like, between Abby and Kane and Bellamy and, like, Finn and the people that she was with and the people that she, you know, cares about the most, like her mom. They would have to bring them in and, but that would also, like, just not work because yeah then they would talk to her. I And I just don't think that, so they would honestly have to kill all the reasons that she would have to leave. Mm-hmm. And then prove to her that they're dead. And then give her proof that they are dead, yeah. like concrete proof. And that would be the only thing that would make her stop fighting to leave because she wouldn't have any reason to. I wonder if they weren't evil, would they let her go out on those like expeditions with them, like trying to find people? I wonder if they just would because she knows her way around there more. Oh yeah, honestly, if they weren't um actively trying to steal their bone marrow and like the yeah. blood of the grounders, I do think that uh the smart choice would be to let Clark go with them. It's yeah. it's sort of a reverse reverse of what Abby did with Bellamy in this episode mm-hmm. because Abby knows that the right thing to do is to let Bellamy go because he knows the terrain and he knows the enemy. And if Dante was doing what he said he was, it would be the right call to to let Clark go because she knows the terrain, knows the enemy, and knows the people that they are searching for that they want to find alive. Right, so that Kane isn't like... And Mount Weather doesn't have any of that information. Yeah, because so that way, like, when they just show up and they're like, we're here to help you, Kane isn't just like, hmm, and then just kill them, right? <laughs> so, right. like, Clark would be there to stop that, but yeah, okay. Exactly. It would be the correct call to let her go if they weren't hiding a massive secret and also trying to just keep all these little people here so they can steal their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, classic Mount Weather stuff. You know. So we see everyone just, like, having fun, playing games, classic. Jasper and Maya, like, flirting at the piano. Um, it's cute. Uh, Clark is frustrated and like crumples up her map. They're like, Langston, come hang out with us. And Langston like, I gotta go. I have another treatment. So I gotta go to medical. And Clark is like, whoa, that dude looks almost completely all fixed. Yeah. And I was like, that was like this morning. Cause like Clark's in the same outfit. Oh yeah. So she's like, that was like today. So Clark follows him, but he uses a key card. Um, and she's like, hmm, only patients are allowed in medical. That's me. And she like goes and on the middle of like the bed. I have to look away. Dude, the way my, my rewatch, I just skipped over it. (laughs) I was like, I'm not watching this. I don't normally have to look away from like gory scenes on TV. Oh, I can't even, I can feel it in my arm. But Uh rewatching this part, I was like, oh no. 
babe and like babe you went too far are you kidding like she she was like went overkill on this like you don't have to oh oh it's so much just to end up in medical like you you could think of one other thing yeah like to not like oh oh (laughs) gross I still feel it in my arm. I mean, I guess she needs to be wounded enough that they Mm -hmm. think that she needs to be like in a bed instead of just like, here's some stitches. You can go. She needs to be inpatient. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. So Clark wakes in medical and she's like, nice. (laughs) She's like waking up though. I feel like she was like, oh, I'm, I'm asleep. And then when (laughs) Dr. Singh walks away, she was like, psych. I was awake this whole time. (laughs) So Dr. Singh like goes into some room and they're probably like, I can, I can imagine like Dr. Singh and co being like, what is wrong with this girl? Like, what is she doing? (laughs) Yeah. Like what is happening here? They probably just like, they don't, I feel like they don't take her seriously yet at this point. So they are just like, girl, get help. Um, Like, (laughs) I, I just wonder what they think her motivation for doing that was. Like, do they think that she has problems with self-harm? Do they, like, what do they think that she's- Possibly. Like, because I wonder if, if I was them, I'd be like, why did she do that? Was it to get into medical? Like- You know, because she just, you know? I mean, that's what we know because we have that context. And, like, honestly, since they're also evil, they probably should have, like, figured out that Clark has nefarious, um- Because Singh said that in front of her. Yeah. So, like, they should probably put it together. But I would also be like, wow, she really thinks that this is the only way out of here. Right. (laughs) Which is also, like, just really dark. Or, like, yeah, did she she try to to truly hurt herself? Because, like, that would make sense. That's true. Also, as, like- Because, like, if Clark is- seriously trying to get out and like no one will listen to her and everyone thinks she's awful it i understand why someone who watches that happen to her would assume that it is just self-harm yeah okay which is like to say just self-harm is not anything you know what i mean just in the context of them dismissing it rather than thinking she has nefarious exactly reasons got it so Clark gets up and she's like, hey, Langston, what's up? And he doesn't wake up. <laughs> she follows the cords going out from his chest. So is part of the dialysis that he needs to be like knocked out? Because he straight up is like conked. But like that didn't happen to Maya, I don't think, right? She was just like lying there. She wasn't like, because like, he's asleep. Well, I think they, the the grounders are drugged. Oh, so that drugs them when it goes into their system? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll believe it. Because don't they, um when, when it happens with Jasper and Monty, one of them- or Jasper and Maya? Maya, yeah. Yeah, um, Maya is like sedated. Right. So, and then Jasper gets high from it. Right. Okay, I'm glad you remembered that because I did not. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. that's the answer. Yeah. So she goes like into the wall. Uh, she pushes like a grate out. And I just wanted to say that she's barefoot. Her feet must be so cold. Ugh. I bet it's so cold. And she learns that they're like bloodletting grounders for these transfusions or dialysis i mean and they're like in cages like reaching for her it's really scary haunted house material and there are so many cages Mm -hmm. and so dante must love cages so much that he named his son after them (laughs) i guess i was just saying earlier i was like i can't believe cage isn't here yet when he's like one of the big bads of this season oh yeah i know it's only the second episode but like where's cage (laughs) um (laughs) and then she just she sees that anya is here which is like an even bigger plot twist yeah um yeah big ending of an episode for sure she's like oh my god i know her (laughs) wait is that huh anya from the other day (laughs) yeah from delta new yeah all right let's go into segments um my first segment is the post-apocalyptic sass watch which is our favorite line award mine is a little bit sassy um and it goes to octavia for i let octavia come sky crew 
And you have something I want! Iconic. It's iconic. <laughs> and uh, mine goes to the other line that I would consider iconic from this episode, because Robin is correct. That line is so <laughs> iconic. Um, yeah. But I chose Wells's line to Jaha, which is... Your life can be more than just impossible decisions. A tragic end. You can choose to live. Because I also, I really liked Honestly, that at beautiful. the time. And um, it's one of the like good phrases from the show that mm -hmm. they ignored later. But it was good <laughs> at the time. It was good at the time. Yeah. Sam, what are you shipping the most? Obviously, Cabby. Obviously. And you're... <laughs> and your secondary and my honorable my honorable mention is i didn't actually have one at the beginning of this podcast but i'm gonna give it to murph for me because you convinced me <laughs> okay <laughs> speaking of murph for me i have two robin's murph for me moments this episode hoping to make up for all of season three <laughs> which there wasn't any so my murph for me moment is when bellamy realizes that murphy got tortured and didn't give him up for three days and like maybe has like a sweet little feeling in his heart for murphy <laughs> for like not trying his best to not give him up mm -hmm. and then my secondary one is when bellamy decides to take murphy along um because he likes him not because he's useful but yeah because he likes him. <laughs> Good. delusion all right thank you so much for listening to this episode our music is terminal by good news tunes if you are so inclined we'd love if you could review on like i don't know apple podcasts wherever you're listening to this if if reviewing is even an option, I don't know. Should we take this out of the outro? Let me know. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to my lovely roommates, uh, Brittany and Emily, for their cooperation on the other side of the house while we recorded this podcast. Mm -hmm. And also your parents are in your house, question mark? Uh, they were for like the first maybe 20 minutes and then they left. <laughs> they're trying to fix my, they're trying to fix the furnace in my aunt's house where I live because uh, it's really freaking cold down here and it's, oh, you know, no. snowing so much because it's Alberta and it's a lot. So, but <laughs> thanks to my dog who, was pretty chill for most of it as well yeah if you're a fan of riverdale we like to talk about that show too um we have done the first six seasons we have an episode for every single episode of riverdale <laughs> and uh, season seven is the final season and it is starting sometime next year and oh boy i am very excited you do not have to watch riverdale to listen to it so <laughs> i honestly recommend it you've got some time to catch up these days uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show too. Uh, it's my favorite of our pods to talk on. No shade to this one, but oh, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've done uh, the first three seasons and we have reaction podcasts up for the first, uh, for the volumes of season four. And we're going to be doing the whole thing uh, as massive as it is. And we're really excited yep. about it. So yeah, next year, um, look forward to it. Lastly, if you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. Um, that is our longest and most big brain podcast. Um, we have guests over there and it's spoiler free until the spoiler section at the end. Um, we are about to start season four and I'm really, really excited. I love season four. <laughs> um, and so I hope that you check it out. That podcast is truly, that's my baby. Like that's my pride and joy. I work so hard on it and I think it's so good. I really think you guys would like it. This podcast and our Riverdale podcast are very like, ha ha lol maybe some insights lost is like almost exclusively insights and i think that oh we are so smart over there i feel so <laughs> smart and i just think i just think we're so good over there i really think you should check it out uh you can follow the on twitter tumblr and, and instagram 
I was like, yep, those are the main ones. I was going to do the whole thing. And I was like, they're not there anymore. They're not there anymore because I don't do anything on those other places. But gifts of our favorite line awards from this episode will be on our Tumblr shortly after this uh, goes up. So go and check that out. Um, Our Patreon, uh, like I said earlier, is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating. Um, It's expensive to do this. You listen to it for free, but it's not free to make. And so we do it because we love it. Uh, But we'd also really appreciate your help if you can do it. And if you join by the end of the year, I will send you a postcard uh, that all of us have signed. So I think that seems like a good idea for you if you can't do that <laughs> check out our small businesses those are in the description um and if not just recommend us to a friend that'd be awesome oh yeah uh you can follow me on twitter i guess unless <laughs> until twitter explodes um at sam casey's uh you can also i guess follow me on instagram at sam casey's with an underscore pretty much everywhere <laughs> i'm adjacent to sam casey's <laughs> Yeah. And you can follow <laughs> me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. Um, and that includes everywhere other than Twitter. Um, I hope that Twitter doesn't explode because I truly don't know who I am without Twitter. I've been on Twitter for Same. like 10, like maybe 12, over 12 years. Like I, yeah. I genuinely don't know who I am without it. So um, I hope if they make us pay for Twitter, Sam, I will do it. Like, I'm like I love Twitter so much. I will do it. <laughs> And I will pay for all my friends to be on Twitter because that's what Twitter means to me. I love you, Twitter. We've gone off the rails on this outro. Next episode (laughs) is episode 203, which is called Repercussions. Um, Another cute baby pun for us. And that's going to come out right before Christmas, December 21st. But you can have it on December 14th if you're on Patreon. So, wow. You can have it a whole week in advance and you get a postcard. You better sign up by the end of the year. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's only $1 a month. It's a dollar. (laughs) Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.